Good morning, church. So glad to be here with you today and to uh, begin this series of renewal. Uh, I know that uh, I've been praying for these services and uh, I've been praying because I'm in a place of needing renewal as well. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here. And so today we begin this series of messages that uh, I believe that will take us to the heart of God. I'm calling this, re- this series the dance of love. The dance of love. The message of First and Second John. And this series is based on a conversation, a conversation that Jesus had with an expert a religion scholar. Let's listen in on the conversation from Mark chapter 12, and I'm going to be reading from the message. One of the religious scholars came up, hearing lively exchanges of questions and answers and seeing how sharp Jesus was in his answers. He put in his question, which is most important of all the commandments? Jesus said the first importance is, listen Israel, the Lord your God is one. So love the Lord your God with all your passion and your prayer and your intelligence and your energy. And here's the second, love others as well as you love yourself. There are no other commandments that rank with these. And the religion scholar said, a wonderful answer teacher, so lucid and accurate that God is one and there's no other and loving him with all our passion and intelligence and energy and loving others as we love ourselves of yourself why that's better than all the offerings and sacrifices put together when Jesus realized how insightful he was he said you're almost there right on the border of God's kingdom I like the religion scholars question He basically says, Jesus, let's cut through all the jargon. Let's cut through all the religiosity. Let's cut through all of the tradition. And let's get to the heart of the matter. I'm that kind of person. When you come and talk to me, I don't want you to kind of massage things and work around things. I don't want you to easy code it. I want you to get right to the heart of the matter. I want to know why we're having the discussion. Now, I'm not suggesting that sometimes you don't have to massage things. I'm not suggesting that sometimes you have to put velvet on the brick before you let it fly. I'm not suggesting that you just kind of do people in, but I am suggesting that getting to the point matters. The scholar had a number of reasons for asking Jesus a question. Maybe some good reasons. Many commentators believe there were some, some not so good reasons as well. But yet he pushed Jesus to go ahead and lay out his priorities of the kingdom. There had been many teachers that come through Jerusalem, many teachers and prophets who had come, and and this guy's trying to figure out where is Jesus coming from? Where are his priorities? What is his kingdom going to all be about? So no matter what you think about Jesus' answers to the scholar's question, what you can't miss is Jesus provides the simplicity that the scholar was looking for. See, we live in an age of what I call information overload. Um, I personally believe that sometimes we'd be better off if we didn't know so much. I'm not encouraging stupidity, but but there are times when we're recipients of TMI, too much information. This, This word, information overload, may be new to some of you. It was first popularized by Alvin Toffler. And refers to the difficulty some people have understanding issues 
and making decisions because they get too much information. And in response to a TMI age we live in has been a revolution, a revolution of simplicity. Simple is in. Despite what the haters say, Apple gets it. Plug and play works. So Apple knows the simple works. Google knows that simple works. Graphic designers know this. Southwest Airlines. I flew in on Delta, but Southwest Airlines knows that simple works. You get in line and you go in a, a kind of a cow line to your seat. That you, you don't pay for you don't pay for your luggage. Southwest Airlines knows that simple is in. Papa John gets it. Papa John Pizzas gets it. It's a simple formula. Focus on one thing, pizza, and that's it, and do it really, really well in their book, Simplicity Marketing. Steve Crystal and Peter Seeley teach executives to promote their products, to position their products, to promise customers a more simple life. Your church gets it. When I go on your website, your statement of connecting to God connecting to each other, connecting to community, and connecting to the world makes it really clear what you're about. You get it. See, the reality is that this revolution of simplicity is not new. I like to think that 2,000 years ago that Jesus started this revelation. One day a man, let's call him Cal, comes to Jesus and says, what's the most important commandment? Now, interpreters think that he had some bad stuff in mind, but maybe Cal was just suffering from TMI, too much information. See, Cal was considered a religious scholar. Cal and his fellow scholars had boiled the Bible down to a mere 613 commands. 613 do's and don'ts. 613 rules. Cal even traveled around the region hosting seminars on how people can keep these 613 rules. And he went around telling people and convincing people to make God happy, you have to bat 1,000 on 613 commands. 400 commands kept, not good. Not 500, not happy. God's not pleased. 600, close but no hope. 612, almost there. No, 613 commands. Imagine it. Imagine if you had to keep 613. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even remember that many. 613 commands. So I like to think that maybe Cal was, maybe he was tired Maybe he was overloaded. Maybe he was up to here and keeping commands. And the problem was Cal had to pretend like he was keeping them when no one could actually keep 613 commands, let alone remember them. So he was saying, Jesus, can you cut through all the clutter? Can you just give... Can you just give us uh, the, the Reader's Digest version, the Twitter version? Can you just give us the Cliff Notes version of these 613 commands? And Jesus' response, one verse, one God, God's idea, that's the foundation to the series, Dance of Love. Listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one. So love the Lord your God with all your passion, your prayer, your intelligence, your energy. And the second one, love others as well as you love yourself. Love God love others that's it 
It all boils down to those two things. Love God, love others. Now, I know some of you are thinking, James, that's too simple. That's too simple. There's got to be more to this Christian experience. There's got to be more to this Christian life. There's got to be more to this renewal week than love God and love others. And there's other you thinking, well, if that's all it takes, then we can wrap this revival service, this renewal service up in two messages. Today, love God. Tomorrow, love, tonight, love others, and we'll be done. Here's the problem. <laughs> the problem is... Loving God and loving others. Simple doesn't always mean easy. In fact, the simple things in life are sometimes the hardest for us to grasp. Just like the journey we're going to travel on this week comes with so many different directions. Loving God and loving others. But arriving at the destination is anything but easy. As I was on my way to the airport yesterday, I had all the necessary GPS instructions right input it was going to be a flawless trip from Fredericksburg to DC now that's about a 50 mile trip and it goes up 95 interstate 95 any of you been on the East Coast interstate 95 goes from Miami Florida all the way up to Maine it's, it's one of the first interstates that were put in, and so I was on that. Departure address check, I had that done. The city was Arlington, Virginia. Don't ask me why a D.C. airport is in Arlington, Virginia. That's just the way they do things in D.C. Check. <laughs> address, one aviation circle, Arlington. Check. One hour and 30 minutes driving time. I left at 10 a.m. for 1.30 flight. I added another hour because sometimes you just don't know what's going on. <laughs> Check. Good directions. I know the destination. I have plenty of time, but here's the problem. Don't you hate that word, but? But here was the problem. The GPS doesn't, doesn't account for accidents. And, and holiday weekend traffic and, and toll roads. In fact, there was a major accident on I-95, uh, major accident on I-95, so the GPS decided to take me around the accident. And I went around the accident, accident went further than I needed to go to come back to where I was going in the first place. Now I can hear some of you GPS folks saying, that's why I don't use them. <laughs> but that's beside the point. So I get to the airport at 12.45, too late to catch my flight because in D.C. airports you have to be there earlier than some of the other airports because of 9-11. <laughs> Simple directions. I knew where I was going. I had it all planned out. But sometimes things get in the way. Love God, love others. Simple directions don't always guarantee an easy journey. So we'll find in this series that the Bible is the road map around the potholes. That the GPS, the God-positioning spirit, helps us surround the potholes, helps us get to the destination we're going, helps us, empowers us, changes our hearts, making it possible for us to love God and love others. Because here's the reality. The reality is not possible for you and I to love God and love others on our own. It's not possible. We can't do it. We can fake it till we make it. We can try, but we can't do it on our own. You know, it's loving God. We always say, oh, it's easy to love God, and, and I can love God. That's easy. It's just the people. It's the people that's the problem, right? But here's the problem. The problem is John says, if you say you love God and you don't love people creating his image, then you don't love God. <laughs> Doesn't that mess everything up? If it was just about loving God, most of us would be on our way to heaven. 
but it's about loving people too. And we gotta love people. So I'm gonna intro this series. It starts with this profound question. In fact, it might be the question. It might be the question. Whether it was a trick or sincere quest for truth, most of us will ask that question. God, what is it all about? Most of the people out there who don't know God are asking this question. What is this thing all about? What does it all boil down to? I, I see all the stuff all around me. I go through my work, my, my work every day, but, but isn't this more than just getting up in the morning to have a little breakfast? To go to work and, and to work and have a little lunch and then to go back to work and come home and have a little dinner and to go to bed and start back over. Isn't it more than that? Doesn't this life consist of more than that? So Jesus, what is it all about? What is this, what's this life all about? Loving God and loving others. I call it simply complex. It's simply complex. See, because we live in a, we live in a divided world. We live in a divided country. We live in a place where these days, it, there's all kinds of divisions. There's all kinds of disunity. There, there's all kinds of fighting inside the church, outside the church, inside families, outside of families, at the workplace, wherever you, wherever you can go, there's all, some, all so much division. And COVID-19 and political races and all of this kind of stuff makes it even more difficult. We live in a divided society, and in a divided society, only the church can model what it means to come together. And that's all about love. If you were to go on my Facebook account, you would read this that, that I put on there the other day. It's from a Toby Mac Speak series. It says this, love your neighbor who doesn't look like you, think like you, speak like you, pray like you, vote like you, no exceptions. See, this seems simple. And at first take, we say, oh, James, I got that down. I got that down. We can be like that person that came in and, and asked Jesus, you know, what must I, he says, keep the commandments. He said, I did all those. I've done those from birth. And then Jesus says, well, there's one thing you like. Go sell what you have, give it to the poor and come follow me. And the person went away sad. We can come into the place and we can come to this renewal week with this idea. I got this down, God. But sometimes we have it down with people who are like us. I don't have any problem loving people like me. If they agree with everything I say. You know, if they root, if they root for my sports teams. If they vote the way I vote. If they have my values. If they go to my church and they're in my denomination. They're good holiness people. I love them. But what about that person that does not look like us, does not act like us, does not live like us? What about that person? 
What if that person, God forbid, that doesn't vote like us? Oh! What about that person? Here's what I want us to do this week. I want us to have a heart examination. And I want us to really ask the question, do I love God? I love the way that Jesus said it, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. I love the way he says it. Do we love God that way? I always ask the question, James, what is your, what is your, uh, oops, wrong pocket. What does your wallet say about the way you love God? What does your, what does your phone say about the way you love God? What does your attitude say about the way you love God? See, I, I think that we can, we can spend our time in the, a Christian community and we can be nice. And sometimes we can do surface. And we don't get below this. We don't dig in and ask the serious questions. Because the Bible says that they'll know that we're Christians by what? Our doctrine. It's our doctrine. We're good holiness people. We believe in entire saying the case. We believe that God can take a, that bent towards sinning and, and remove that in our lives so that we can, we, can, we can love him and love others. We're good holiness people. But not by our doctrine. We're by our giving. It's by our giving. And, you have a, and I know you have a campaign coming up. And I'm a pastor, so I like giving. And I, and I believe giving is the act of worship. And I believe you can tell whether you love God through your giving. One of the ways. But that's not the main way. Well, maybe it's through our serving. Well, James, I, I serve. I, I'm in the choir. I'm in the band. I, I do youth ministry. I work with the children. I do VBS. I, I'm, when they need me, I'm there. Good. Not the answer. They'll know by the way we love each other. And by the way, we love those created in the image of God. Love God, love others. So very simple, but yet so complex. So how are you doing? How are you doing in this loving God and loving others? We're going on a journey this week. I call it a love crusade that will help you and I love God and love others. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the gospel. That's what people need to see. That's what people are aching to see. Not the fighting, not the division, not the arguing, 
I think somewhat, some, sometimes we're so into getting our point across that we forget the main thing. And the main thing is loving God and loving others. Would you pray with me? Father God, I just believe that uh, we can do some heart introspection today. And I believe, Father, that you can put a mirror in front of our faces. And God, the, God, the, the GPS... You can show us ourselves. You can show us our attitudes. You can show us our actions. You can show us our words, our thoughts. And Lord, we, 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 we just believe that you're here. You're present. You're in this place and that, that you, are, you are present here and that you will show us the things that we need to see and you will give us some sense of how we're doing in this loving God and loving you and loving others. And Father, this is not going to happen because we bootstrap it. It's not going to happen because we serve or we give. It only happens when you get a hold of us in such a way that you transform us from the inside out. Your spirit gets a hold of us and make us like your son, Jesus. So Father, this is not a this is an issue that we all need to deal with whether you've been in the church for a year or for 90 years this has no age limit to it and for that person that might be here today or listening online that does not know you as Lord and as Savior this applies as well loving God and loving others Father, would you help us this week do the real work of answering that question. We thank you for what you're about to do. Help us to do some introspection. In your name we pray. Amen. Tonight, we're going to talk about some love stories and I'm going to share a little bit about the love of my life and, uh, and how it came to be that I would love God, love others, and love a young lady by the name of Rose Hayward. Come back tonight. You'll love the story. Thank you, James. We are so looking forward to this week. And I hope that you will prioritize it that you will say, I need, I need spiritual renewal. After the year we've gone through, the year and a half we've gone through, I need Jesus to do something deep within me. And that it's worth this time that we would be transformed. Some of you can look back in your life and, and it's been in those moments in my church where I grew up we would have revival not once a year but twice a year and it wouldn't go from Sunday to Wednesday it would go from Sunday to Sunday and there were a few times when it went Sunday to Sunday and so many people were being moved that the pastor said we're going to do it another week 
And you know what we did? We did it another week. Not James. He's got to go to Boston next week, so I don't think he's going to be here next week. And we're probably going to stop on Wednesday. But can I tell you, I long that when Wednesday comes, we'd say, wait a minute. We can't stop on Wednesday. Because God's in this place, and God's working. And my dry and thirsty soul desperately needed Jesus. I know everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. We're all busy. But sometimes in the life of the church, in our lives, we need to say, no, the most important thing is that me and Jesus are on the same page. Someone said said this week, there's no comfort in the growth zone. And there's no growth in the comfort zone. We want to be comfortable. That's fine. But we won't grow. But if we want to grow, we've got to move out of that comfort zone and say, Lord, just prioritize me. Help me. That's what this week is all about. I'm so glad. You're going to get to hear from my friend James. You heard a bit this morning. You're going to get to hear more. God is blessing him, using him, working through him, and he's going to work through us. So let's pray, and then we'll, we'll be done. Lord, thank you again for this week. Thank you for how you're working and moving. We just pray, Lord, for your blessing upon this week. Have your hand upon us, we pray, Lord. Speak to us, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.